everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are so excited to be joined by the legendary Haley Bryant. Haley, of course, is an NCAA vault champion from 2021. She's also a 17-time All-American and holds the all-time 10 record for LSU, a feat that she accomplished last season when she scored three perfect tens in one meet. Haley joins us to reflect back on the incredible season that LSU had in 2023. We talk goals and preparations for her senior season, where her head is at in terms of taking a fifth year, and so much more. So stick around. I want to start by... Talking about this past season, obviously lots of highs and lots of lows for LSU, lots of injuries as well. And you really had to like step up this season. I feel like a lot of people were kind of low key, like they were doubting LSU and didn't think you guys were going to do as well as you ended up doing. So in the end, you guys ended up making it to the final four. So I guess just kind of from your perspective, how did the team get to that point? And how did you guys continue to like overcome all the obstacles and, you know, beat the odds? Yeah, no, definitely. Because our thing was kind of like we climb and that's something we focused on from the very beginning before we even knew what this season had in store for us. So we came up with we climb in August at our team like advance. So it's kind of crazy to kind of think about it and coming up with that. And then just we really focused on that every single time somebody would go down, like we would climb one step up, like felt like we would get knocked down and then we would climb again. So we really held on to like we climb all season long and just try to get 1% better each meet because obviously we lost some of our stars in the beginning of the season. So everybody stepped up and people doubted us. So it was, we kind of use it as motivation, honestly, kind of stepped up and it was, it was really exciting. It was so much fun, literally the best season. Well, it's crazy that you guys came up with the climb before season. Like you guys had no idea what the season was actually going to look like. And climb is literally what you guys did. Like you completely embodied that. I feel like every time someone went down, you guys literally got better every single time you went out. Yeah. You climbed in the rankings despite losing people every week. Like shout out to you guys. Cause I truly don't know how many people would be able to face that much adversity and then continue to get better. So it's just so incredible. You guys should be so Thank proud you. of yourselves. Yeah, no, we were very proud of how everything turned out. And you, you've always been a really key contributor to the team, but this season with all those injuries, I feel like you had to step up even more. So you had to stay healthy, first of all, but you were also competing all around at every single meet. Do you feel like that added any pressure to you to stay healthy, but then also to go up there and hit and get a big score that, you know, your team is kind of relying on? Um, A little bit in the beginning, I feel like right when Kaya went down is kind of when I felt a little more pressure put on me, but then I kind of always thought like pressure is a privilege and just to do what I do every single day in the gym and don't try any harder to be like, don't try to be perfect. Don't put any more effort in, don't put any less effort in. Cause like normal's enough. And that's something I really had to tell myself all season long is just to do your normal gymnastics. And if you do that, then it's going to be enough for this team. Yeah. When you compete, do you get nervous? Cause you don't look like you do. <laughs> Definitely a little bit, but I feel like I've kind of learned over the past three years here at LSU how to kind of control my nerves and get into my little bubble before I do each routine, say the same things to myself, kind of do my little routine. And I feel like this really helps and calm my nerves before I get up there so I can be the best I can be. Yeah. And I want to reiterate for our listeners, you did all around every single meet. You hit 64 for 64 routines this past season. Iconic behavior. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Really appreciate that. So I want to talk about the meet against West Virginia. You got three perfect tens at that meet. You broke the all-time perfect ten record at LSU. Can you even put into words like what that day was like for you? 
It was seriously, I feel like I was in a dream, honestly. Everybody asked me that and I'm like, I don't have any words for that meet. It was literally just a dream come true. I felt like I was, I was just doing it for my teammates because that was the day I was honestly kind of under the weather, not feeling my best. And I feel like I did another interview and kind of just telling people, I feel like that really benefited me in a way because I was like not feeling well and it made me like not think about gymnastics and kind of turn my mind off and just go on autopilot. And I think that was something that really helped and really kind of like opened my eyes for the rest of the season. Like if you don't think too much and just go, go out and do what you do every single day in the gym, it's going to be worth it. So it was seriously just a dream come true. I did it for LSU. I do it for the whole state of Louisiana. I just love LSU and just wanting to put my best foot forward for them. You know, it's funny that you say you weren't feeling well, because I feel like we've heard that before from athletes where like, you're kind of feeling not the best, but then you go out there and have this like amazing performance that you could say is like some of your best gymnastics that you've done. Yeah, It's so crazy that you would do that. Like when you're not feeling your best. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So going to beam, obviously you got the 10 on vault, 10 on bars. Um, So you're coming off two perfect tens as you go to beam. Is there any part of your brain that's like thinking, and I know some gymnasts, they don't like to jump ahead, but like, if I was an mm-hmm. athlete, I would be doing this totally. We're like, I would be thinking, okay, if I make it through beam and I go to floor, like I could get a perfect 40. Cause like, obviously you're, you're consistent on beam, but you're also really good on floor. So is there any part of your brain that was like going there? Or are you just trying to stay in the zone? I think I kind of was just trying to stay in the moment and just to do, like, I knew if I did my normal gymnastics, it would be enough. So just to kind of, again, turn my mind off, do what I do every single day. And not get ahead of myself is something I really try to focus on because if I'm moving too fast, like thinking about the dismount and I'm still doing my series, then everything's going to get thrown off. So just really reminding myself once, go at a time, listen to my cues and just do what I do every single day. Mm-hmm. So really kind of just staying in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you for being able to do that. Cause I think that's a really hard thing to do. Like she said, I would literally be thinking like, if I get through this beam routine, like a perfect 40, it's coming. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Well, especially because people make such a big deal out of it, especially on like gymnastics, Twitter and stuff. It's something that like everyone's like waiting for and talking about like who's going to do it. And for a hot second there, it looked like you were like going in that direction. (laughs) So close. (laughs) Someday, someday. So, (laughs) yes. Um, I want to talk about regionals. So that was a really big meet for your team. I would say probably the toughest regional, at least in my opinion, to be in. You had Michigan, who was ranked number three in the nation. Um, Denver was the home team. And then Oregon State is a team that's on the rise. You can never count them out. And then you guys. So what was the mindset for the team going into regionals? I think it was just focusing on the climb, like climb one step higher. Like don't focus too much on the big picture of qualifying to nationals, but also don't think about what happened the year before not getting to nationals. So it's kind of just thinking about that season. Once go at a time, one person up, like they're going to do what they do every single day. And I think it was just staying in the moment, just staying where our feet are is something we really tried to focus on. Cause we knew if we got too excited, like about going to nationals and that's what that was in the front of our mind, then it would have probably gone the wrong way. And honestly, if we would have thought the other direction about what happened last year, we kind of probably would have held back a little bit. So kind of just blocking both of those things out and focusing on where we were being present is something we really focus on something Jay told us before we even went out there was just to do what we do every single day and normal's enough. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that disappointment of not making it the year prior. How much was Mm -hmm. that a motivation for you guys going into the season to like not let that happen again? It was a very big motivation, but we didn't really try to dwell on the past too much. Like we thought like after it happened, we thought about it, let it sink in kind of what really happened. And then right when August hit, like we were like, that's in the past. We're focusing on this season coming up and we were more motivated than ever. So we were just really excited to get going. 
Yeah. And so going into Florida regionals, you were the last person up. Did you, I know you said you stay in the moment, but did you have any idea how close it was? Cause us as fans watching, like we knew you needed a nine, nine, five to tie Michigan. And because Michigan had falls, you guys were going to advance. So you basically needed a nine, nine, five to advance. Did you right. have any idea what you needed or how big of a routine you needed? So I am a score watcher. I'm I'll admit it. Like I do it every time after every person goes, I'm like looking at the scores and honestly, it's probably not for the best, but <laughs> just a habit at this point, I just do it. So I was looking and like, I didn't know exactly what I needed, but I knew it needed to be good. Like but Courtney was talking to me, she was kind of just like, do your normal routine, do what you do every single day. And again, normal is enough. That's something I really focus on and something we really focus on to norm, no more effort, no less effort because normal is enough. So I just knew if I went out there, like I did every single day and every single competition, it would be enough. And just really proud, really proud of that team in that moment. I mean, you being a scoreboard watcher, I feel like it it must not affect you because you do you do so well. You do like every single meet, you're just like on fire. So I feel like maybe that is like the secret to your success is watching the scores and like knowing what you need to do. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what was that moment like when Jay came running at you guys with like that piece of paper in his hand waving it? What was that moment like? It was literally a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life because it's something we worked so hard on since August like when we were in preseason doing all the conditioning like we were trying to tell ourselves back then like it's all going to be worth it worth it in the end and I feel like right when that moment hit when he threw up the clipboard and like it was like we're going to nationals I feel like that's when we realized like all of our hard work in the summer and in preseason is finally paying off and it's seriously a, a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. Did you know the rules I know some gymnasts did and some didn't were like basically you were waiting for the judges to confirm it, but like everyone knew that Michigan was out of it because they had followed. Did you know how the tiebreaker rules worked? Um, he was trying to explain it to us before he like went over to like the judges table. He was like, they're going to count all scores. And before every meet, he's like 24 for 24. That's like what we focus on. So in that moment, it really paid off. Like we hit 24 for 24. So we really didn't know too much. He had said that like we would be okay because Michigan did have some falls. So we were kind of just Obviously, it wasn't official until it was official. So we weren't right. trying to get too excited in that moment, but we kind of had an idea a little bit. So we can't have you on the show without talking about your vault. Amazing. <laughs> the best vault in the country. No <laughs> one does that vault like you. So we need to know what is the secret to doing that vault so well? Not that we can do it, so we can't <laughs> tips, but like give tips to people that could do it. What would you no. tell them? How do you do that vault? That's that good. For sure. No, honestly, at this point in my career, I don't think about anything. When I go to vault, I literally turn my mind off and just run down the runway and just go. But when I learned my vault, um, probably my first year of level 10, obviously, um, I really focused on like, I guess you guys have noticed kind of I punch in the very back of the springboard and hit the front of the table. Mm -hmm. And that's something they taught me from a young age and kind of to think about pushing the vault table like onto the mat, like pushing it forward instead of like, jumping to the table onto your hands because then you lose all your blocks so that's one of the main things that I really learned and something I kept with me forever and it's kind of the one piece of advice I could give for my vault I noticed like watching older videos of you and then watching you like progress I feel like now you like open up more whereas before you kind of held the pike shape is that something mm -hmm. that you just started doing in college or like I guess what what caused you to like flare it out more I feel like we do so many like drills in the gym. Like I do double front pike halves off the trampoline, pike halves off the vault table. And I feel like that really doing those just over and over and opening up at the end, like when you're not doing your vault, just on a drill, something that really 
carried over to when I did volume. Okay. And so you're really consistent with your vault. You have a very high stick rate. I'm curious when you're in the gym, what's your stick rate like? Are you like really consistent when you're training? When So we have like three different tables. Like we have a pit and then like a soft landing and then like a harder landing. Normally when I'm in the harder side, I can kind of find the landing pretty well. Obviously when I'm on the pit side, it's a lot softer. So it's kind of harder to stick, but right. normally in the, when I'm in the middle, I kind of can stick it a lot. Garrett, honestly, we play a lot of games on vault, like stick games and keeps us really excited to go to vault, really motivated. So just doing those every day, he's the best vault coach. So, well, what you're doing is working. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So as far back as when we were preparing for this, we were watching like a bunch of old videos of you. And as far back as we could see, you've always done like a front handspring entry onto the table. And then on floor, you've always done front tumbling, no back tumbling. Is there a reason for that? And maybe you've talked about this in other interviews and I've missed it, but like, what is the reason for that? Yeah. Um. So in level seven, I kind of started having a fear of going backwards a little bit. And like, it was nothing serious really at the mm-hmm. time. And then it kind of started progressing, like getting worse and worse. And then it kind of sat down with my coaches and was like, I don't want to do gymnastics anymore. Like I can't, because I couldn't do back tumbling at all. And they were like, no, don't quit. Like we can really figure out what skills work for you. Cause we were, I was an optional at the time I was done with compulsory. So like I didn't have to do those routines. Um, right. So yeah, back in level seven, nothing ever happened. I never fell. It was just all of a sudden I walked into the gym and like froze whenever I needed to do something backwards. And it was just really frustrating. It was really hard time because I was so young and I was like what's happening like I want to do these skills that everybody else is doing but I really had to sit down with my coaches and they were the best and we figured out what skills would work for me and the rest is history yeah Yeah. well I think mental blocks is something that a lot of athletes go through but I feel like not many people talk about it until like Simone at the Olympics with the twisties Mm -hmm. and all that kind of opened it up to like I don't know like more mainstream I don't know not mainstream. the average person like they saw what happened with Simone and they're like, oh, I get this. Like, this makes sense. This happens. Um, so I, I appreciate you, I guess, saying that. So athletes are listening to this and they know that like, if they're going through something similar, like mm-hmm. Haley Bryant is amazing and she has dealt with that too. So, right. And also just to know that like, you can be a successful college gymnast without doing back tumbling or doing a Yurchenko style vault, which like exactly. so many gymnasts do. I mean, look how incredible you are and all the things you've achieved and you've worked around it, which yeah, is incredible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever tried since, like, since you've been older, since you've gone mm-hmm. to college, you know, you just, no, I've honestly talked about it with Jay and Garrett. I'm like, maybe I'll just try one day. And they're like, no, what we're doing is working. And I'm like, okay. yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good idea. I feel like, yeah. I mean, who knows? You probably could be fine if you tried it, but like, <laughs> right. also if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Exactly. Like, true. <laughs> no, exactly. So I want to talk to you about being a student athlete in the social media age. Obviously, you're on a very high profile team. I feel like the LSU gymnasts have honestly one of the largest followings out of all the college gymnasts. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with social media comes more fans, more critics, um, people who think that they know you and have all these opinions. So I guess, how do you balance that? Especially when you're in season and you're trying to be so focused, like obviously you want to post on social media and it's, it's good for you to build your following, but then at the same time, like you probably don't want to be seeing all these unnecessary things on your feed or in your comment section. So I guess, how do you balance that? Honestly, in the season, I kind of told myself before last season that I was focusing on gymnastics and I wasn't going to do anything with social media, NIL, anything my full focus was going to be to LSU gymnastics. And that's something I really held on to the whole entire season. Um, But really just balancing and just realizing we're student athletes first. We came 
to LSU, we came to this college for academics and for athletics and we signed for that and that's what we're doing. So I feel like that's my main focus right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do too, too much on that side. Um, and just really remembering that I'm here, I'm representing LSU, I'm representing the whole university. So just kind of focusing on that really before I, just thinking before I post also, just knowing that this is yeah. what LSU is going to see, like this mm-hmm. is basically a full-time job being a student athlete. So yeah. just really yeah. focusing on that before anything. Okay. And now oh, you mentioned, sense, but... no, totally. It does. And you mentioned okay. you know, opportunities and things like that. When you do work with brands, how do you decide what you want to work? Like, how do you decide if you want to work with a company and then do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? I'm always so curious about how that process works. So if you could speak to that. No, for sure. Um, well, they normally reach out to my agent now, but before I ha- was working with her, they would reach out to me. They would DM me they would email me. And I think the first thing that I really think about when I, before I work with a brand is, do I really like this brand or am I just doing it to like get the money or something? So mm-hmm. I really focus on myself, like only taking deals with the brands that I use and the brands that I like to use. That's something I've really been focusing on. And I feel like it's really been benefiting me better because it makes me happy that I like the brands that I'm working with, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so with NIL, do you, is that something that you like talk about with your teammates? Cause this is kind of like a relatively new thing mm-hmm. in like the world of college athletics. So is it something like, even just like as friends, like, do you talk about, mm-hmm. oh, like this brand reached out to me or I have this really cool deal or, or like how much money you make from, like, do you guys talk about those things? Not really. No, we kind of just focus on gymnastics when we're inside of the gym, but obviously everybody's supportive of anybody. Like if somebody wanted to talk about it, I would be so happy for them if they got their dream deal. Like mm-hmm. it's not really something that's really talked about too much. Yeah. It's like an unspoken thing. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Something else that we wanted to ask you about was the passionate fan base at LSU. You guys have probably arguably the best fan base, the biggest fan base, one of the biggest, I don't want the Utah fans to get upset, but <laughs> one of the biggest fan bases in college gymnastics. What is it like competing in the PMAC in that environment? It's literally absolutely amazing. I actually have never went to a gymnastics meet until I competed my freshman year. So I really, I've seen it on TV. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like the fans are absolutely insane and just so supportive and just love LSU gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And then I competed for the first time and I was like, this is 10 times like crazier than it is when you see it on TV. Like they're screaming, they're yelling. They just love gymnastics so much. And they're so passionate about what each and every person is doing and they're seriously the best fans in the country. Like we literally probably couldn't do it without them. They travel with us, they go everywhere. And it's just insane. And the PMAX, like no other, it's literally my favorite place ever. I literally can feel like my adrenaline going, just watching on the couch, like watching on TV. You I can only really imagine what it's like to be down there and be an athlete who's competing. It makes no, me want to be out there. Yes, no, exactly. Cause I was like, right when I was about to compete for the first time, I was like, this is nothing really like TV. Like it looks so crazy on TV, but you're there for the first time. And it's like, whoa, like it's absolutely insane. It's the best feeling ever. Yeah. LSU is on our like gymnastics fan bucket list mm-hmm. to go to a meet. Yes. So maybe, maybe this season we'll try and come yes. down there. <laughs> this is the season. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so fun. I want to talk about how you got to LSU. So I feel like some gymnasts, they know right from the start, like this is the school that I want to go to. Whereas some gymnasts, they need to go on all their visits and kind of visit a bunch of schools and then kind of like figure it out from there. So what was it for you? Did you know from the get-go, like it's LSU or did you have to go through like all your visits and kind of weigh your options? Um, No, I knew from the very beginning that I was going to go to LSU. Um, 
it was back in, I can't even remember what year. I think it was level seven, level eight at the time. Jay came to my gym to watch the young or the older girls. Like I wasn't even being recruited at that time. I was level eight. And I remember I was just like walking, going to get my bag or something. He was like, you know, you look really good in purple. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's so cool. And that's literally something I remembered my for the rest of my like recruiting career. And yeah. I remember I started getting older. I started moving up the levels and he would come back and he would watch. And then he wanted me to come visit. And I was in eighth grade at the time because that was before all the rules changed. So right. you, could get, you could get recruited whenever. Um, it was I was in eighth grade. I went on a visit. Ashley Knapp Bugs was actually my host for the visit. So full circle now, but <laughs> yeah. um, I, right when I stepped on campus, I was like, this is so cool. Again, in eighth grade, not knowing literally anything, but I was right. like, this place is absolutely amazing. Like the gym, the, like, the facilities, all the academic support, like everybody was talking to me. He brought me to the tutors, the counselors. I was like, whoa, they have so much stuff here. And since that moment, I committed to LSU, only school I visited. I was supposed to go to Alabama the next week and I was like I told my parents I was like I'm not going I was like I'm going to LSU and nowhere else and rest is history yeah so you knew the second you were on campus that was it Mm -hmm. that's awesome so was was you you had a a visit for Bama schedule did you have other visits as well that you were going to take or no that was the only one that was like set up well it all worked out (laughs) it it did yeah best decision I've ever made yeah so we had a question from a Patreon supporter of ours. Um, they asked about if you had any mentors when you got to LSU. So was there anybody like your freshman season when you got on that team that kind of like really helped you or like showed you the ropes, I guess, of college gymnastics at LSU? Yeah, um, I definitely would say Sammy Durante because we were very similar like my freshman year because we were kind of quiet. We kind of just like led by example. We weren't like the most vocal like people on the team. So I kind of followed around her. Like she really took me under her wing my freshman year and she was amazing. I looked up to her in so many ways and she's just absolutely amazing. So definitely Sammy. And then on the flip side of that, is there anybody now going into your senior year, you're kind of one of the more experienced ones on the team. Is there anyone on either this current team or last season's team that you feel like you've kind of been a mentor for? Um, Honestly, all the freshmen that come in, the freshmen that we have this year, we have a big class five, five, I think six, five. I don't even know off the top of my head, but yeah, big team too. (laughs) That's a different one, but, um, just kind of texting them, just being there for them. If they have any questions, if they need anything, cause they're on campus right now, kind of by themselves, cause they're taking a summer class. So just telling them to reach out to me if they need anything. So I really want them to have the best experience like I had. So just making sure I'm there for them if they need absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. So over the summer, have you been at LSU or did you go back home? I'm at home right now. I was at LSU for camps and stuff, mm-hmm. but I came back home beginning of July and I'm going back next week. So okay. just a few weeks at home. Yeah. Yeah. So how has the off season been? I know you've had some shoulder issues in the past. Um, so I guess just kind of give us an update on how you're feeling and what's the training plan for you as you get ready for your senior season. Um. So right after nationals, I really didn't do anything. I didn't do any gymnastics, any conditioning. I took really like a solid month off of everything I was like I'm gonna rest my body I need to I was resting my shoulder completely but they really wanted me to kind of just rest my whole entire body so mm-hmm. really just relax that first month after gymnastics and then June end of June beginning of July is really when I started kind of picking stuff back up getting back to the basics and just slowly getting back into it because obviously when August hits it's preseason and it's gonna be hard so just really getting myself to the best place 
to be successful in preseason. Mm. What are some of the goals that you have going into your senior season, either personal or team goals, whatever yeah. you want to share? Um, personally, I just want to enjoy the moment. Obviously this has been a sport that's been a part of my life for 18, 19 years now. And just crazy to think that after this year it's over. So just really enjoying the moment, not taking anything for granted. And then I think the team goal kind of just the same as last year, just get 1% better each meet. Don't look too much into the big picture. Like obviously the goal is to win a national championship. That's every team's goal, but don't think about that. Cause then whenever we think about the big goals, when we start getting excited, doing, doing things. So just one meet at a time, one skill at a time, just to focus, be where our feet are, be present and just everything's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Obviously you have to get through this season still, but I just kind of want to gauge like where your mindset is at in terms of taking a fifth year. I'm not mm-hmm. expecting you to answer the question. Just like, is it something that you're thinking about? No, for sure. Um, I really wish I could give you like a yes or no answer, but I truly don't even know yet. Um, yeah. this is been I've thought about this honestly last week is when I really started thinking about it. Cause I was like, I'm going to think about a fifth year. I know obviously I have my senior year to go, but I was like, I'm going to think about a fifth year, give myself about a week or two to really think about it. Cause when I get back to campus, my full focus is on my senior season and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it really just depends on where my body is, how I'm feeling after this year. Um, and another thing I really can't talk to too much, but I really have a lot of opportunities that are set up for the fall of the following year. So it's yeah. not really set in stone. It's not even in paper. It's just been a talk over a phone with a lot of cool, there's just a lot of cool things set up. So okay. if all that goes as planned, it'll be an opportunity that's really hard to pass down, but okay. I'm really kind of just living in the moment, seeing what happens. Cause I honestly, at this point don't know. Right. Opportunity. And- you should live in the moment. You absolutely should. We are mm-hmm. so excited to see whatever your future holds. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. So to wrap up, we like to ask some fun, random questions so our listeners can get to know you a little bit. So these are yeah, just super sure. random. So the first one is, and this one maybe is kind of putting you on the spot. Hopefully you can come up with something. What's yeah. something that people would be surprised to know about you? Oh, goodness. Um, Oh, that is putting me on the spot. Um, Sorry, I know. I feel like I would hate if someone asked me that. No, yeah, I feel like people don't, because people see me on TV and in gymnastics and I look so serious and just so like locked in, but I'm really like a fun outgoing person. Like I love to hang out with my friends. I love to have fun. So it's like people don't really get to see that side of me too, too much because they just see me on TV or in gymnastics meet, just very focused and not talking to anybody. I'm in my zone. Yeah, <laughs> right. Person. What about last concert that you went to? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to any this summer. Last summer, I went to Thomas Rhett last summer. That's probably the last one. Okay. Love country concerts. They're always so fun. What about biggest guilty pleasure? Ooh, ice cream. Is that one? Like, just yeah, absolutely. Ice cream, yes. like, my favorite thing. Probably what kind? Every single night. Any, not particular. My favorite kind probably is cookies and cream, a kind of basic, but any kind of fun kind. Cookies and cream slaps. I have like lately that's been like my go-to. Yeah, she always wants that. And I'm like, I'm not (laughs) a big fan. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's just my go-to. Like sometimes I like to try like fun flavors. Like I go to the grocery store and I see all like the Ben and Jerry's ones or I'm like, what are those flavors? I'm like reading and I'm like, "Hmm, I'll try it. Have you seen the little, the little Debbie ones where there's like cosmic brownie and like. I haven't tried any of those ones, but I want to. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't tried. She's like in love with cosmic. I'm like outing you. She's in love with cosmic brownies. I'm surprised you have that. 
<laughs> no, me on too. Twitter the other day was like, who even eats cosmic brownies anymore? And I'm like, um, <laughs> me? I do too. Don't worry. Do you? Okay, thank you. <laughs> and even like crumble cookies whenever they have like the cosmic brownie one. Yes, I have. So I haven't had it, but I've seen it. Okay. No, it's good. It's very good. Does it actually taste like a cosmic brownie? It does. No, okay. just like it. I was so surprised when I tried it. So I guess crumble cookies is also my other guilty pleasure. That's a good just one. Kind of sweets, really. Yeah, very, I have a sweet tooth. We love that. So if you weren't a gymnast, what would you be doing? Would you just be like a regular student? Would you do another sport? Would you be like a sorority girl? What would you be doing? Uh, um, I definitely would want to play softball. Um. I don't think I would be good at it at all. My mom played softball in college, so I would try my best, but I feel like I would just be like one of the base runners or like the right. people that go in for the people because there's no way I would be able to swing the bat or catch a ball. But You'd be like the be there for Yeah. You could be like the water girl. I mean. <laughs> Seriously, like I would just want to be bigger. <laughs> okay, last question what would you say to your younger self? So Haley today, all the things that you've accomplished, the things that you will accomplish in your future, I guess if you could say something to little Haley, what would you say? Um, I think I would just say how proud I am that she never gave up. Obviously I went through a lot of hard times with mental blocks and stuff like that and wanted to quit so many times because all of that and just never giving up and just finding what I was comfortable doing and it's okay if your route's different it's okay if you do different skills and different gymnastics and I think I would just look back and tell her just great job for sticking with it and just never giving up I love that well thank you so so much for thank this you. this was like you were on our list for like a long time as someone oh. that we wanted to get on so yeah and I don't know if they told you we wanted to get you on when we had Aliyah Finnegan on we were trying yes. to get you on as well and it didn't work with your schedule or something yeah but then your agent reached out and we were like yes yes, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no she told me she was like do you want to do this podcast I was like absolutely like I listened to like all of them just to let you guys know I love it Yes. oh my gosh stop that's like oh, so I sweet. Love them. no like I li just listened to the one with Naomi like two, um, or whatever came out today yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. mean, you're on it no like every time they come out I'm your first listener don't worry oh my gosh oh, I can't I handle that I'm like so honored by that you have no idea yeah, like, slightly terrifying to me because I think we like think that no one like okay like obviously we know people listen but like I think yeah. I just tell myself that like no one is listening and then people like you will say that and I'm like no, like I, I love it. Sometimes I'll just be like podcast. outside walking my dog and I'm just like, ooh, let's see this podcast I'm gonna listen to. And it's like always yours. And I'm like, I think I listened to Lexi's Isis like a couple of days ago and I'm like oh scrolling. No. Love Thank them. You so much. That honestly means so much. So <laughs> no, I was so excited when she told me that I was gonna do this. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh my god I love you I feel like that's my biggest achievement in life it is like I'm putting that on my resume that you listen to the podcast <laughs> no it's great We want to say thank you again so much, Haley, for taking the time to come on our show and talk with us. We had so much fun talking to you. We are seriously so honored that you listen to our podcast. We love you so much. And we can't wait to see what you and your team do next season. I feel like you guys are going to have another incredible year, an even better year than last season, which is crazy because last year was already so good for you guys. But I really do feel like it's going to be a special year. So I think we said this before. I don't know if it was in Savs or if it was Aaliyah Finnegan's episode, but I think this 
this is just the start for LSU. I think big things are ahead. Real quickly, we just want to remind everybody that the U.S. Classic is this week. So I wanted to give everyone the schedule. And you can also find this schedule in like a graphic form that you can screenshot and have on your phone. If you go to like any of Inside Gymnastics social media pages, I compiled like all of the information and put it on a graphic that's really easy to just quick reference on your phone. It has the times, the meets, um, you know, where you can watch it, things like that. So Thursday, August 3rd is podium training for the senior men and the junior women. The senior men are at one o'clock Eastern time. Junior women are at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Both of those are on the USA Gymnastics YouTube channel. Then Friday, August 4th, Early in the morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, is the Senior Women's Podium Training, again, on USA Gymnastics' YouTube channel. Hope's Championships is later that afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's on Flip Now. Which you had to pay for, which I know you guys know that, but... But USA Gymnastics now has this, like, on-demand feature. If it's something that you guys are interested in, you can pay for, like, just that competition if you're wanting to watch it. Instead which is of, super great. Yeah, instead of having to have, like, a subscription for the year or whatever. Junior Women's Competition is at... 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday on USA Gymnastics YouTube channel. And then Saturday, August 5th is the big day. That is both sessions of senior women. Session one, which has Melanie DeJesus Dos Santos, Jocelyn Robertson, Zoe Miller. Those are some of the bigger names that are in session one, which is at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. And then session two has, of course, you know, Sunny Lee, Simone Biles, Jade Carey, Jordan Childs, all of the world team members from the last year. Shailish Jones did withdraw from the competition. We found that out a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And Region 5 Insider, who I'm assuming has connections to Shailish or her coaches because she originally came from Region 5, said that she is not injured. She's completely fine and healthy, just gearing up for championships. And USA Gymnastics did verify that she would be at championships. So probably just pacing herself. Maybe maybe she didn't feel like she was ready or maybe she's you know being cautious about you know maybe a potential injury or something. Who knows? But sounds like nothing to be worried about, which is good. Happy to hear that she'll be at championships. Yes. Um, but going to be a very exciting competition nonetheless, especially with the return of Suni Lee and Simone Biles. So that is at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And both sessions, of the senior women's competition will be on CNBC or Peacock. I know a lot of people online have been asking, especially if you're international, how you can watch. And I don't know of anything yet. And of course, if we see something, we will share it on our social media pages. But as of right now, it's one of those things that like, you kind of have to have CNBC or Peacock. I know it's so difficult to watch gymnastics, especially when you're not in the United States. But of course, as soon as we find something or, you know, something starts to circulate on Twitter or whatnot, we'll be sure to tweet it out for you guys as well. Also, it's now called X, not Twitter. Mine just switched over this morning and I'm so upset about it because I was just going to like boycott. You know what I mean? Like I was just going to like not update, not update the app, not update my phone and just kind of like see how long I could push it. But today I woke up and it just was a black icon (laughs) with an X. For some reason, I'm in denial about the fact that it's actually happening or that it's going to stay. So I'm not going to comply. I'm going <laughs> to continue to call it Twitter until like maybe several months goes by. And like, it's obvious that Twitter is not coming back. Change is hard. I remember when level 10 nationals, so JO nationals is what it used to be called, switched to DP nationals. And for the longest time, we were still calling it JO nationals. Yeah. Like eventually you'll make the change. But I think in the moment, it's really hard when you've gone however many years saying something to just like switch it. Well, because think about it. Everybody has Twitter 
And I'm sure, you know, as time goes on, there's going to be people that download X and they're not going to really know that at one point in time it was called Twitter. But right now, everybody that's listening has Twitter. So to suddenly be like, so check your X app. It's you like, know what, what I mean? is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to take a long time to get used to. So for now, I'm going to continue to say Twitter. And you all know what I mean, right? When I say Twitter, I'm talking about this new X thing that's apparently happening. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, Sunday is the last day of competition. That is the men. So there's a junior and senior men's session at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time. That's the session that has most of the bigger names for the guys, like Paul Judas competing there, Asher Hahn, Joel Moldauer, Shane Wiskus, all them. Fred Richard will not be here. He is at the World University Games in China. Along with Landon Blix. Yes. Go Blue. We, lo- we love Landon Blix because he's from our hometown. <laughs> like, we literally went to the same high school as him. Yes. <laughs> so we have he has a special place in our heart. But go Team USA men. I wish they would have women here at this competition. It's about time. But I'm happy that we at least get some of our Team USA guys there. So good luck to them. And then good luck to the rest of the guys competing at US Classic. Of course, session one, I said, 1140 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time, and then Session 2 will be 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time, and both of those are on the USA Gymnastics YouTube channel. So basically, everything that you need is on USA Gymnastics YouTube channel over the weekend, aside from the Hope Championships, which is on Flip Now, and both sessions of the Senior Women, which is on CNBC or Peacock. So again, if you want like something that has all of the information that I just rattled off, Go look at USA, USA Gymnastics, Inside Gymnastics <laughs> social media pages because I made a little graphic thing that has all that information on it and you can just screenshot it and it's super easy to... Without having to like look up a website or like find it. Or like take notes on everything we just said. We just wanted to remind you guys that Classics, I'm sure people didn't forget, but Classics is happening this week. So get ready for some elite gymnastics. I'm so excited. This is, like, the one meet that I feel like I've really been looking forward to this entire year. And honestly, like, regardless of whether Simone and Suni were competing, because at the time I didn't know they would be competing, but this is going to be the first time me and Ashley are being media, being media, (laughs) that's not the right (laughs) phrase, working as media together. Yes. Ashley has in the past, obviously, because I'm inside gymnastics, but this is my first time actually, like, being credentialed and being done on the floor. It's so close that we're just going to drive and we used to go to this competition when it was in Chicago or Hoffman Estates, whatever, same thing. We used to go to this meet all the time just when we were younger as gymnastics fans. So it'll be really cool to be there together. Yes, I'm excited to have Brittany along with me to help out and just to experience it together. I think it's going to be super, super fun. Okay, so to wrap up this week's episode, we have our question of the week. So somebody asked... If you could put gymnasts from any era on the same team together, who would you pick? So they didn't really specify, like, can they be from any country? Is it college or is it elite? Like, there's not really too much detail there. So I guess we're just going to interpret it how we want. For some reason, what came to my head, and we had another question that was similar, so I'm purposely going to do the opposite for this one, is um, I'm going to say just, like, from the United States. Yeah, that's fair. Like, make make the Olympic team for the United States with gymnasts from any era because otherwise it's just like like really broad (laughs) yeah and like we'll answer this one in another episode but somebody asked us like if we could have like a fantasy gymnastics team of anybody like period like i think any era any country any of it 
so we'll for this one since it didn't specify we'll put a little twist on it and we're just going to say from the united states any if, era if we can make a team for the olympics so we're going to go with five i guess since that's like what the trend has been lately <laughs> right and well actually it wasn't last olympics because well, it was only four the two before that the two olympics before that and then now this year it's back to five so we're gonna go with five and I think we're gonna come up with two different teams because there's a part of my brain that wants to be like realistic and actually try and field a team that could be competitive. But then there's also another part of my brain that has a bunch of favorites that I want to all be on the same team and all go to the Olympics. Right. And, and I think it's hard with the code changing. Like you could look at somebody like Shannon Miller and would her routines be competitive today? Probably not. Like, I feel like her beam would, but maybe, yeah. You but... know what I mean? Like, she only did a Yurchenko full on ball, and the, the code has just changed. So, it's kind of hard to feel like a super, super competitive team if you're trying to incorporate some of those earlier gymnasts or older gymnasts. Mm hmm generations i guess is the word i'm looking for either way the common thread between my two teams is that these are all people that i have been a fan of in my life as a gymnastics fan so it's a little bit of people that i just really love their gymnastics and people that i just want to have on the olympic team with these other people <laughs> so this is my like semi-realistic team i have sean johnson carly patterson laurie hernandez simone biles and courtney mccool Oh, Courtney McCool. Yeah, I loved Courtney McCool's gymnastics. And obviously that was like the era that we started watching gymnastics. And she didn't have the best Olympic experience. Like we didn't really get to see her as much as I wanted to see her at the Olympics. Or as much as we thought that she was going to compete. Or as much as she deserved to compete. So <laughs> I want Courtney McCool to be on my Olympic team and she would do whatever events she needed to do because that's the thing with honestly all these gymnasts they're all all-arounders and they also have specific events that they're really really good at yeah so i feel like that team actually could be pretty competitive and i would also be highly satisfied with that team so my team the one that i'm considering to be the most competitive team and i didn't do this on purpose but now looking at my note i realize that it's basically all olympic all-around champions with the <laughs> exception of sean johnson so I have Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, Carly Patterson, Sean Johnson, and Nasil Yukin. So I feel like that would be the strongest team. Obviously, the fact that they're all Olympic all-around champions <laughs> probably tells you why, but I have Simone doing the all-around. I have Gabby Douglas doing the all-around. I have Carly Patterson doing beam and floor. I have Sean Johnson doing everything but bars, and then Nastia doing bars and beam. That would be a fire Olympic team. That's pretty solid. I actually feel like that Olympic team could contend for gold today. They you know could. I mean? Yeah. And granted, the only person that's really, like, like super, super far removed would be Carly. And I guess Sean and Nastia, too. Or at least Sean. But, like, them at their prime. If they were doing their gymnastics in this code at their prime, and, of course, making little modifications to match the code today, um, I feel like they had the skill set, the consistency. Well, and they'd still be pretty competitive today like sure they're not doing like sean johnson opened with a double double and back in 2008 whenever like she did that it was like that was the real deal like doing people were doing, doing that. a double double was like a huge deal and it still is today but then you have people like simone now doing triple doubles and we're kind of desensitized to <laughs> yeah. how difficult a double double actually is because simone is ending with a double double and at one point in time the best gymnasts in the world were opening with a double double yeah so difficulty is not going to compare to someone like simone but i still feel like it'd be a really strong team i have a feelings team i do as well okay go ahead 
So my feelings team is Simone Biles, Lori Hernandez, Shannon Miller, Sean Johnson, Jordan Baper. Okay. So that one I don't really feel like is the highest scoring potential, or do I feel like you might not even be able to feel like a full lineup? I mean, you would, I, I think. I cannot believe that I didn't have Jordan Weber on either of my teams. That's kind of surprising. I think I forgot about that. Well, that's surprising, considering <laughs> that she was like our favorite gymnast back in that era. Oh my gosh, I feel bad. I mean, that's fair. I don't have Carly Patterson on my feelings team, and she's literally the reason why I started watching gymnastics. I don't have her on mine either. I went, like, full-blown feelings for my feelings team, and Jordan Weber is a part of my feelings, but... <laughs> Let's hear it. What I went have? Lori Hernandez, Samantha Shapiro, Ivana Hahn, Riley McCusker, and Morgan Hurd. Like, tell me that's not the most beautiful team ever. It and is. it would be a little bit weak on vault and maybe floor, but, like, that would that would be, like, an A1 bar and B Wait, lineup. hold on. Say it again. Lori Hernandez, okay. Samantha Shapiro, Ivana Hahn, Riley McCusker, and Morgan Hurd. That would be a lot of great photos on that team. <laughs> they they are some of the most beautiful gymnasts that I think I've ever Phenomenal seen. Phenomenal toe point. Definitely not strong. Like that's a very weak vault team. I don't even know if you have people who are physically able to do vault well, anymore. Them all and good health. Like Morgan had a double. Lori had a double. That's a janky ass fall lineup. Avanna Hahn had a double. She did. Her double was actually pretty nice. Morgan's is nice. You can. I know, but look, with her elbows. Okay, I said fully healthy. That team at their one hundred percent best. That team in their like thriving okay. era. Okay, then that makes a difference. Yes. yes. No, I, that's those a beautiful are all team. girls that I wanted to be on Olympic teams. Well, I mean, obviously Lori did. Okay, but... so what's interesting about that? Is when we said pure feelings, I still, my mind went to people who have been on an Olympic team before. I didn't even factor in people who never made an Olympic team. I mean, that's fine. You can't really control what your brain, what the heart wants, what the heart wants. And it's still a feelings team. Like, obviously, Simone Biles, love her. Lori, big fan of her. Shannon Miller, I wasn't alive when she was doing gymnastics, but... You I were, love going back. You were you were one years old when she won the gold medal on beam. I was, but like the majority of her career, I was not alive yeah. and or able to process Comprehend the beauty. Yes, but now going back and watching videos of her, she's one of my favorite people to watch, especially on beam, and even her full on vault from I think the nineteen ninety two Olympics, the all around final, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on exactly what meet that was, but it was nineteen ninety two Olympics where she absolutely drilled the most beautiful picture perfect Yurchenko full I've ever seen flared it out <sighs> chef kiss so good so so good um so I would have her on my feelings team for that reason and then Sean Johnson and Jordan Weber for just feelings <laughs> yeah I... and they're really consistent well Sean was really consistent Jordan wasn't as consistent but Jordan is just a sentimental fave I guess I could go back and put instead of Courtney McCool on my like somewhat realistic team, I could put Jordan Weber because then you'd have a pretty solid vault lineup because you'd have three Aminars. Yeah. Maybe you'd be a little bit weak on bars. Like you'd have girls that could definitely do bars, but not the greatest. I shouldn't say not the greatest. They're just not you don't have Nasty Lucan and Suni Lee and Right. You don't have like an Olympic medalist. On right. Bars. Like, none of these girls are winning bars, medals, and event finals. Right. But they could still make for a strong team. Yes. But some good beamers here and some good floor workers as well. So maybe I could make that switch. I don't feel like making that decision here today. <laughs> Give me some time to think about it. <laughs> but that was a good question. 
It's yes. fun to think about. And it's fun to see kind of where your mind goes. And like you said, forgetting Jordan Weber, like sometimes you forget people. <laughs> like, And it's not that we actually forgot about Jordan Weber. I think you're just thinking, I think you were thinking so out of the box and I think that you the, almost forgot the obvious people. Yeah. And I think for the feelings team, I was thinking people that I loved that didn't get the chance to shine as much as I wanted them to. Okay. And see, my mind instantly went to like, who were my favorite gymnasts that were on various Olympic teams? Mm-hmm. Both valid ways to do it. <laughs> but let us know yours. So we put, if you're on Spotify, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can actually answer the question. If you scroll down a little bit, there'll be a little like box or whatever you want to call it to like put your answer in. And we actually asked you guys this question. So we want to know your answers. So let us know. If and it you doesn't have to be from the U.S. I guess you could pick whatever country you want. All time, whatever country you want. Um, we just did the U.S. because that's where our minds went. And I feel like that's also what we grew up watching was mm-hmm. obviously the U.S. So I feel like I have more feelings <laughs> in regards to like the history of U.S. gymnastics yeah. and people who've gone to the Olympics and all of that. So. But let us know. what If you could put gymnasts from any era on the same team together, who would you pick? Send it in. We want to hear it. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And of course, we want to thank our gold level Patreon supporters before we let you go. So a big thank you to ML, Megan W, KDC, MSU, Kimberly G, Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, and Libby. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we always have a link in the show notes down below to our Patreon page where you can see the perks of each tier level. Yes, we've been posting a lot more on Patreon, doing like early releases, video podcasts, the same old, same old, where you get to see like who we're interviewing and get to ask questions. Um, Just a lot more posts going up. And we have stuff planned for the future. I'm not going to say what just yet but we do have some other things that we are planning on having on our patreon page soon so if you support the show and you want to support us that is a great way to do that and we thank you guys so much next week as we already mentioned ashley and i will both be in chicago or technically hoffman estates for the u.s classic the core hydration classic yes <laughs> we love core hydrations please sponsor us <laughs> Um, no, literally, though, I do love Core Hydration. I know. People are, like, shitting on the name. And I'm like, I get that it's a silly name. But I'm like, Core Hydration slaps. Right. Personally, Go I off, think. Core Hydration. <laughs> so we'll be there covering that event for Inside Gym. We do plan on having a podcast out next week. It's just going to depend when we have time to record and get it up. So it probably won't be out Monday morning next week. But maybe Tuesday or maybe even Monday night. We'll see. Yeah. It's all going to depend on, like, how tired we are. If when we, we get home right if we have the brain capacity to do it <laughs> so but there's going to be a lot to talk about we already know and we will talk about it so just stay tuned for that like ashley said it could be monday night tuesday probably at the latest um sometime on tuesday we hope that you guys have an amazing week enjoy all the competitions and all the excitement it's going to be such a fun week and we can't wait to recap it with you guys when we come back next week bye bye